0: Gospel according to Luke, glory to you, Lord. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, no, he is to be called John. They said to Elizabeth, none of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And all of them were amazed. Immediately, Zechariah's mouth was open, his tongue free, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them and said, What then will this child become? For indeed, the hand of the Lord was with him. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke this prophecy. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who has looked favorably on the chosen people and redeemed them. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give knowledge of salvation to the people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. It's all about the tilt. So, to get that tilt in our body, let's first do a communal tilt together. And since it's Lakeview, let's tilt to the left. (laughs) All at once. and back. Lovely. (laughs) Well, it's all about the tilt, but I'm talking about the tilt of the summer solstice that occurred on Thursday. Now, the sun was not out, it was cloudy, and it was a very long day in more ways than one, if you remember the news of that day. But the northern hemisphere dipped toward the sun And there were more hours of daylight than any other day of the year. We have solstices because the earth doesn't rotate up and down like a top, a spinning top. It doesn't revolve on its side like a rotisserie chicken. No, it leans exactly 23.5 degrees on a tilted axis. That's the reason for the four seasons in many parts of the globe. And astronomers wonder whether the the earth's tilt toward the sun is the sweet spot between extreme cold and extreme hot, which would not make this planet hospitable to life. This tilt creates the conditions necessary for life. And how cool right now is six months exactly before Christmas Eve. Imagine the weather. Imagine where you'll be. Imagine the mood of that day, that day near the winter solstice. So in December, we celebrate the birth of Christ amid cold often dark days. And in June, we celebrate the birth of John, six months before, amid the oft hot, sunny days of summer. The thing is, we've lost these cosmic connections to St. John's Day, both in our society and the church. And it makes me sad, because it is so awesome. Now, we've heard of Midsummer, but probably most of us think of the Midsummer Fest in Andersonville in June. But we don't know that Midsummer is the exact same thing as St. John's Day in most of the globe. And Midsummer, it always used to confuse me. Midsummer isn't the middle of summer like you'd think. It's the beginning. It's the first day of summer, or close to it. But it's the midpoint between the spring equinox and the fall equinox. Now too many clouds, too much rain, too much overcast can make our spirits tilt downward. But then the sun comes out, just in time for the pride parade today. And who doesn't want a sunny day for the picnic, the baseball game, the day at the beach? So this day, this liturgical feast day of St. John allows us to have some fun in the sun, so to speak. Fun with images of solstice and the births of Jesus and John. And here's the thing. John the Baptist, usually that cranky Advent saint, makes a summertime appearance today. And his birth brings great joy. He's the forerunner of the morn, as the first hymn put it. He's the messenger who prepares the way. And as pictures and icons of him portray him, he's always pointing to Jesus, tilting toward Jesus, the light. Remember John's famous words, the soundbite, we could say, he must increase I must decrease. And between now and the winter solstice, there will be fewer minutes of light, a few at a time, less every day. Wouldn't you agree that if they had to choose between winter and summer, most people would say they love the bright, sunny days of summer? Now we know that the sun can be too hot at times and the humidity, particularly for a Colorado boy like me, can make it oppressive and I'll complain a bit. And we do have to wear sunscreen to protect our skin. But there's a yin to every yang, right? But think for a moment about your stories of the sun in your life. Things that may have happened outside in the summer, important to you, Under the Summer Sun. Last August 21st, we journeyed with thousands of people to see the total eclipse of the sun. We were at Shawnee National Forest in southeast Illinois, not far from Kentucky. And it was a day for looking up at the sky and wearing those weird-looking special glasses. We kept looking up at the clouds. And when they would cover the sun for a bit, the people would boo. But then the clouds blew away at the exact right moment. And finally, we had exactly two minutes and 40 seconds of totality. The moon covered the sun, and all you could see looked like a ring of fire around the moon. And it was eerie, and it was primal, and it was mystical. People cheered. Cicadas started singing. Some were stunned into silence, and some were stunned into swearing. But for me, tears fill my eyes. And for a moment, we tilted toward mystery and realities more profound than our typical worries and obsessions. And later that afternoon, I googled to know when the next total eclipse will be in Indiana on April 9th, 2024, and I will be there if I can. <laughs> so powerful, the presence of the sun in our lives. No wonder Jesus is called the Son of righteousness. No wonder we talk about the brightness of God. Yet, in addition to the cloudy weather, the state of the world and our country feels anything but sunny in recent times, in recent weeks and months. One commentator suggests that as religion's importance subsides, we are tilting away from a spirit of humility, love, mercy, compassion. And instead, we're tilting toward a spirit of competition and toughness and strength and righteous indignation. So at the border, under the hot summer sun, families await decisions that will affect their future. And is is often the case, those most vulnerable are the ones burned by inequities and the injustices of life. Most of the time, we tilt our view away But in recent days, there's been a bright humanitarian counter-response, we could say. Often feeling prophetic in nature. Now remember, John the Baptist was a fiery prophet who did not mince words when he spoke truth to power and called people, you brood of vipers. And so our presiding bishops put out a statement on family separation. Radical Catholic sisters challenged the notion that it is biblical to obey unjust laws. But then, our own Cardinal Supic may have had the most pointed statement during these long, ironically dark days. He said, there's nothing remotely Christian or American or morally defensible about a policy that takes children away from their parents and warehouses them in cages. This is being carried out in our name, and the shame is on us all. Two of our pastors and eight of our youth will take action at the ELCA Youth Gathering next Thursday in Houston. They will take a stand against the inhumane treatment of migrant children and families seeking asylum and refuge. Speaking of the hot summer sun, over the years the Pride Parade has been its own march for the rights and the dignity of all people, especially sexual minorities. But as part of a recent tilt toward fear, Fear of the other in all its forms. Surveys are showing less acceptance of LGBTQI plus people now than even a couple years ago. So today, as we do Sunday after Sunday, we come seeking signs of hope. Now, we could sing along with the words from Annie... The sun will come out tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. But we've got more today than that. On this St. John's Day, we recall the words of the prophet, the canticle sung by John's father, Zechariah, that in God's tender mercy and compassion, the dawn from on high breaks upon us. This sun tilts toward us. This sun shines on us, and not just us, but all people. Migrants and protesters, perpetrators and marchers, bigots and victims, because most of the time, we're both. We pray, we yearn, we trust that this tilt is none other than the ark of justice, the mantle of divine grace, the sun of righteousness that is that sweet spot, that sweet spot that is the source of life itself.